0: Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk
1: are NFL superstar Tom Brady's agent, Don Yee. One thing is that uh, his standards for himself are incredibly high. He sets very, very high goals. And NFL Hall of
2: Fame kicker, Morton Anderson. Eli and Peyton were just little boys Uh, catching my kicks
0: when they came to work with Dad. Now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family
3: Radio. Uh, I got a gentleman that many people know uh, from his agent, day, which is Tom Brady's agent, working with Tom Brady, and and, uh, Don E's with us, and he's got an incredible thing we're going to talk about that he's getting ready to start here in the summer, but the first thing I wanted to ask Don is, you're you're probably looking at one of the great Tom Brady fans, uh, you know, I just, uh, I I so respect his game, so respect what he represents, Mm -hmm. uh, and have watched him for so many years, covered all his Super Bowls, and um, amazing what he's doing at the age of
1: 41. Sure. Yeah. No, it's been a thrilling ride and very privileged to have worked with him this entire time. You know, I mean, it's just a strictly a, a you know, a compliment to his discipline. It's just, it just shows if you have incredible discipline, what you can accomplish. Uh, tell me uh, something about Tom Bray, maybe that
3: people wouldn't know Uh, about his uh, exactly what you're talking about, about the way he works. Because a lot of people look at him, he's married to a supermodel, he's a good-looking guy, he's got on top of the world. Mm -hmm. But I tell people, you don't know this man's work ethic.
1: Yeah, and I would say, you know, if there's one thing, is that uh, his standards for himself are incredibly high. He sets very, very high goals. And that's what he aims for every year. And uh, every year he continually reinvents himself and those goals and so he sets internal goals which you know is really an incredible thing to see and for me to have witnessed from the time he came out of college over a 20-year right. period to watch this which is ridiculous
3: first of all <laughs> a 20-year period in the nfl today
1: right you know but watch a young man continually set his goals higher and higher and higher it's, it's pretty inspiring, actually.
3: The other thing that's been interesting to see in covering all these years has been the maturation as a husband, the maturation as a father, the mm-hmm. maturation mm-hmm. as a community guy that cares mm-hmm. about others' kids. Yes. Um, to, to me, the whole thing well, in the NFL did a disservice going after Tom because... Of all the things that go on in the NFL, this is a guy who is absolutely the mm-hmm. guy you'd want to be the role model for an NFL player on and off the field. Tom is just yeah. Amazing. I mean,
1: obviously, that was a really unfortunate event yes. for us and for the entire league, really. Yeah. You know, I think uh, we're all well past it. Th- yeah, thankfully. You know, but uh, yeah, it's been a great privilege. But people take you know? that for granted, right? I mean, because, they do because I think because they you do, see yeah. all the
3: people that do it wrong, and he does it right, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, let's let's applaud the guys that mm-hmm. do it right. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's make an example of the guys that we, you know, this is what you espouse mm-hmm. to be an NFL player. Yeah, let's do that.
1: Yeah, and they, you know, they, uh, it's, uh, you know, but we're obviously also Roman in the entertainment yes, business, exactly, right. And uh, and there are lots of different stories exactly out there, and many stories just as inspiring as Tom's. Uh, oh no, as I'm well. talking about 90 yeah. percent of the NFL yeah. players. But I just thought, here's yeah. your
3: best player yeah. in the NFL who represents that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, let's not mess with the guy, you know, because when he leaves, we're going to all go. Man, we really saw something special and going to miss him.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, hopefully it's going to be another great game on Sunday. You know, and uh, typically the games they played in are always uh, close. they're always good, you know and yeah. so I think for the fans, hopefully they'll be entertained. You just made a great statement they've never been in a blowout Super Bowl. Uh, not that I'm aware no, of. No, no, they've been close. Not at least side. with him playing. The
3: two Giants' losses, his. Yeah, the two yeah. Giants' losses mm-hmm. were down to the wire. Yeah. Last year was down to the wire. So I
1: guess the people that will be really happy, Roman, will be the network executives. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well,
3: let's get down to business here. Sure. You are starting a summer football league. We've yes. got a couple
1: of spring leagues that are being talked about. Yes. Nobody's talked about
3: doing a summer league. First of all, Pacific Pro League. Yes. Uh, You are the founder. Uh, When are we
1: starting? Pacific Pro Football, we're projecting to start in July 2020. Our commissioner, Ed Ed McCaffrey. Our new CEO is uh, an executive named Jamie Heeman. We just hired from the NFL Network. Yeah. And uh, this will be the first professional football league designed for players not yet eligible for the nfl really yes and we will design this league to be specifically curated for the nfl meaning the players will be trained specifically in nfl style football okay. and practices so that when they're ready to elevate their career to the nfl the learning curve will be eliminated specify for me though when you say that they can come into this league what out of to- Early out of college? Yeah, so they could. The players will be eligible as long for our league for Pacific Pro Football as long as they're not yet eligible for the NFL. So that means directly out of high school, freshman for, sophomore year, <clears throat> freshman sophomore year or community for, college so for
3: kids that are serious about wanting to almost like a, almost like a uh, developmental league. Is yes. that right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so every major professional sport in the world, Roman, has a developmental path an early professional path the nfl is the only major league in the world that does not have one that's true right they so, tried it with, with with europe and it really and, didn't work out yeah and really that was for players who, who were in the league and, and right. try to keep them on teams exactly right? and so for our league it will be players such as for example we're shooting to start in july 2020 after trevor lawrence's sophomore year at clemson we would. You could we go will make. Him. Yeah, we will make an employment offer to him and, and people give him were a talking choice. During this year that he could have come out.
3: Right. Um, so, uh, one of, one of the things about new leagues is, um, I played in the USFL, which was one of the great experiences of my life. In mm-hmm. the first year, uh, I think four, five or six of those teams were were, were drawing really well, had great yeah. talent, had a great contract with ESPN and ABC, mm-hmm. Monday night and Saturdays uh but money became an issue and then you get a new league started where you can financially make sure that the league Mm -hmm. can make it and to where you don't put all this energy time and money into creating opportunities only to have it go away and that's
1: that's a great question so that's what we're working toward right now we want to get solid financial base i can't get into the specifics about who the investors might be but they will be private investors and right now, we brought on Adidas as a founding sponsor, uh, and we've had numerous conversations with high-level executives within the NFL, and people are have been very warm and supportive. People see that there's a void in the marketplace. Yes, there that is. There, that there is a problem there's, there's, right now in terms of the way college football is played and NFL football is played. That gap is growing wider. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you've got teams taking big risks on drafting players. And losing a lot of money. <laughs> and losing a lot of money trying to make a projection on that player. So and it's we, almost their pressure to do it because the way the rules have gone with the league to offense, quarterback right. has become the place, and that's the hardest one to pick. Right. So imagine if now we have players that are specifically trained for NFL football. The players will know exactly what to expect before they even get there. What the rules are, what the practice routines are, all of that. Don Yee is with a Specific Pro Football
3: League Summer League, a developmental league for uh, those that are ineligible to come into the NFL. Similar to, like the I would I would think the NBA situation with college football. Uh,
1: you know, uh, under promise, over Yeah, and minimize our travel costs. Exactly. And all of those so, what, kinds where of things. will the original four teams that you're talking about be? They'll play and represent uh Southern California's largest counties, so one San Diego County team, Orange County team, L.A. County team, and Inland Empire, which is San Bernardino, Riverside. Oh, okay. So you're county talking about team. starting out in Southern <coughs> California. Yes. Reason for that? Uh, there are plenty of reasons. One, facilities exist. Two, and you can play football in the summer in Southern yes, California. Yes, very right? much so. Three, there's a tremendous uh, high school football scene in Southern California, yeah. right? And we hope to bring back. A lot of those local players who have gone on to universities and bring well, them like back. Well,
3: like the, the young man who's playing quarterback for USC would be somebody exactly. who fit into your deal. That Nobody exactly knew right. that you could leave as a junior, but
1: he kind of set the bar on that. Their coach didn't even know that. That's right. That's exactly right. And then, you know, there are other reasons to start in Southern California. The facilities exist yeah. in Southern California. And Southern California is really a place in terms of producing memorable content off the field some of the programming we want to produce this is where the creative community is well here's a question
3: i'm gonna obviously being a football guy gonna
1: be very interested to see it
3: but in a place like los angeles where the competition for the entertainment and sports dollars so huge and you have those professional and college teams what's the selling point for the average
1: fan to come out and watch this league great the selling point will be one the time of the year july and august the nba will be over Right. And college football and NFL will not have started yet. I mean, you've got two months left in the in the summer. That's one. It's two, we're going to, want to have the best ascending talent in the country playing in this league. So you'll essentially be able to see the next generation of NFL stars.
3: For example, the NBA draft is, is once the college player decides to come out mm-hmm. but doesn't make it, he can't go back to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how
1: will that work uh, how, how will that work in competition with the colleges with this situation okay once if a player chooses to take an employment offer with us they will have foregone their NCAA, their NCAA el- eligibility. eligibility so they will really have to think about it but frankly what's going on right now as you know a lot of the best players come out as juniors yeah right so what will happen is i'm you know i'm sure there will be many players who will finish their sophomore year who would want to do what a junior would do exactly right play professionally in what would have been their junior year and
3: the whole thing now in college isn't isn't playing four years it's it's getting your stock up to the point and where it can't go down and you got to get out now before you mess that up
1: right and the players do want choices and we see you know there's a lot of data that exists to prove this for example players are starting to skip bowl games now yes and and
3: even and even uh, you know I I would just, uh, I want to say this but I,
1: I think there's going to day day to come that some guys won't play a national championship game right that it's going it's, it's it all that shows is that the players are aching for another option you know and if you really think about the player development process. From middle school on, until they get to college, from well, middle being school recruited on, out of they're middle being school. recruited and they get to choose their high school and all of these things. They have options, right? They can have a private coach on the side, but once they get to college, they don't have any more choices, right? Because now you're in the NCAA system. Okay. So what we want to do is just provide another path for those players. That is
3: awesome. Don Yee with a specific pro football league, going to happen in my hometown of Southern Cal. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm out there quite a bit, so I'd love to uh, love to help in any way I can. Come on out and uh, and support. I'm- we work with high schools and junior highs doing a mm-hmm. drug and alcohol education program, a character mm-hmm. program yep. that's
1: athletic-oriented in a
3: lot yep. of the schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe there's a way that we can work together Absolutely. to do some things.
1: Absolutely. And we hope maybe uh, Ed McCaffrey can come on with you at some point, our commissioner. Oh, I think that'd Ed's be great. Ed's one of my favorites yep. with, with the Broncos.
3: <laughs> He's a class act, yep. and his son obviously doing wonderful with the Panthers where I live in Boone. So, yep. John, what a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, what you for a, having me.
0: This is a best of edition of Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with NFL Hall of Fame kicker Morton Anderson. Visit soldouttv.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Now, once again, here's Roman
3: Gabriel III. Uh, Morton Anderson is with us. I'm not even going to waste any time. This guy's a Hall of Famer. got his gold coat on. He should. One of the great kickers of all time but one of the great people of all time. Uh, you know, Mort, uh, we saw each other the other day. I was so impressed that you could speak five languages. And yeah. I couldn't speak English very well, so there you go.
2: I spoke German yesterday to a German <laughs> station. I spoke Danish today to a Danish station. And I'm speaking English with you. Wow. Kind of.
3: Well, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, Is really exciting. Is obviously you had an incredible career. Thank I knew you. you would because you, you too, man. Coming you too. out of college, you were absolutely incredible, and uh, you've got a great family now. And uh, yeah, you know, we were talking about this with Matt Stover, and he was talking about how you kind of go through periods of your life where you're looking to uh, you know, make a name for yourself and looking to be obviously successful in business or whatever you do, but then you hit a certain age where you have a wife and kids and grandkids like mm-hmm. I do, and it becomes about significance and about uh, being a part of someone else's life and pouring into them, because we're used to being selfish as football players. Yeah.
2: I think my wife taught me to, to live a purposeful life. Uh, so when you wake up every day, you have, you have a plan to, to make it count, not only for yourself, but for others and live your life with passion and purpose. My grandmother taught me that too. She was a midwife wow. in World War II. She was a midwife for 45 years. So she saw this miracle of birth every single day. And um, you know, I, I was reminded through her and through her life and my wife uh, as well to just wake up every morning, be thankful and to live a life with purpose.
3: Did you have any idea when you came out of Michigan State that that this is where you'd end up with a gold jacket on?
2: I was just trying to put left foot in front of right foot. That's right. You know, and I was just – it was out of my hands anyway. So, you know, just live a a life um, understanding God's going to take care of it. And um, it's just about the relationships and making memories, you know. It's not about stuff. Right. It's not about a gold jacket or a ring that's the size of an SUV or, <laughs> or a bronze bust. You know, it's about the experiences yeah. that you, you that you collect over the years with the people and the locker room. If I was to ask you what you miss most about football, I would venture to say you're probably going to say the locker room exactly. and, and the and the guys. Right.
3: And that's 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 it, you know, that's it. That's what's great about the game of football is uh, the relationships you make. Yes. High school, college, professional, oh, you yeah. never forget them. They're always there. In fact, I... Just had my 40th high school reunion two years oh, that's ago. That's incredible, man. And you'd have thought that we would have only been apart for a couple of days. Yeah, and the um, concept
2: of team and being part of something exactly. bigger than yourself and working like fingers in a glove. That's a powerful, powerful thing, man. To have patience, understand it's a marathon, understand you will have situations that are not going to be road, not going to be beautiful all the time, but to see beauty in the struggle,
3: too. And come out on the
2: other side stronger.
3: You know, I was going to say, when you played that long, you, there's probably a lot of kicks that are big kicks for you. But uh, what do you think? That, what do you think? One of the one of the most meaningful kicks that you that you that in your mind, you say, you know what, that was just a huge moment. It's something that I really remember and cherish.
2: Well, there are every kick has the same value. That's important to know. So you never know if it's the first, sure, if it's in the first quarter or fourth quarter. You never know. You're going to need you need as many as possible. Having said that, it was probably an extra point that made me the leading score in the game, and I, they stopped the game. I took my jersey off. I handed it to my eight-year-old boy. He had no front teeth. He was big smile. My wife standing there. That was probably my biggest kick. Really? Yeah. Wow. An extra because because of, the, well, it was because of the significance sure. of, of the moment and being able to share it with with your son and your wife
3: in that sp- in real time. Was I mean, the, that was pretty cool. How surreal was it for you to the first time that? You went back to the Hall of Fame after you were inducted.
2: We had a blast. Uh, Jen and I went up there, and we didn't have 17 events in four days. Right, we had, it was we, amazing. Yeah, we were actually we could be flies on the wall and watch these other guys run around with their heads cut off. You know, yeah. I, I loved it. It was it was uh, it was an awesome time. We did about four events. We had lots of downtime. We just kind of soaked it all in, and, and gave us a chance to start visiting with some of my, our brother, yes. our Hall of Fame brothers get to know them a little bit Where when I got in, inducted, I, I didn't have time. Right. I barely had time to, you know, go to the bathroom. Right. I barely had time to sleep. So
3: this was a whole different vibe going back there. We're going to go back every year. It's going to be great. Morton Anderson with us, Hall of Famer, uh, right here on Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel. And, um, Mort, you know, one of the things in 1982 uh, when you came out of college – uh, who were who were a few of the guys you looked up to in the NFL that were kickers at that time that were guys that you said, you know, I like to be like that guy? Stenerud
2: was my guy. Kansas City. So graceful. Yeah. Uh, such a nice stroke on the ball. I mean, he was uh, he was an amazing guy, and he made some big kicks, too, in bad weather. Yes. Played for the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Green Bay Packers. He, he was one of the first – he was a pioneer, you know. He was one of the first soccer-style kickers. Changed the position. And I, you know, I've tried to emulate him and say, you know, if Jan Stenru can change the position, maybe I can modernize it. Yeah. Maybe I can take it to the next level. So the next guy after me can, can, can stand on our shoulders and take it to the next yeah. level. That's the beauty of sport. There's always going to be records and they're going to be broken. And, and, and that's the beauty of it. But as long as you're part of that process in a powerful way and with purpose and you're setting the bar when you have a chance to set the bar, hey... You you can put your head on the pillow at
3: night, man, and sleep. How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, the game today with kickers? I mean, the, the, the oh, they're so good, Roman. They're I know. so good. That's what I was gonna say. The incredible accuracy and then the, the extra point going back. I, I like was, that play. I like yeah. that
2: rule change because if if you miss one early, it forces strategy into it, and I might have to go chase it with a two point conversion. Yes, yes. And I love the two point conversion. I think it's an exciting play, just like the onside kick used to be an exciting play before they changed the rule. We could overload. We could do the big bounce, get a tall receiver to play rebounding right, right. after we blew out the line. You know, now it's a non-play. I don't right. like that rule change. Right.
3: What 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 do you think of the kickoff in terms of in terms of just? It's, it's a really, non-play yeah, now. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: And so you may you may as well just take the kickoff out and start on the twenty-five.
3: That's what I was thinking. Is is it just it just takes time. Take it out. I mean, how how do you think how do you think kickers? Are dealing with the difference in the game today as opposed when you because, you, like you said. I think you are a much more integral part of the game uh, than, yeah. than, than than they are now. I think. I'm not the. They <laughs> well, I mean, a lot, lot of game. games are being
2: decided by point by three points. You know.
3: Well, well, I guess what I was saying is is that the extra point, like you said, is much more difficult now, obviously, than than before. Yes. How many extra points did you miss in your career? Ten. I knew you knew that. I was going to ask him that. Ten. I knew he'd know. He'd tell me how many (laughs) he missed. No, no, no! <laughs> Listen, he made a hundred yeah, million, but he remembers the ten that he missed. I know it. I know but, it. But yeah, it, you know, more one of the things that's that's awesome about the NFL is the relationships that carry on forever. And of course, you're in this this incredible fraternity of the Hall of Fame, and uh, it's humbling, man. It, it uh, very you is. know, it's I was going to say that. I was going to say, you know, some of the guys that have 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 started this league, and oh. some of the guys that established this league. Uh, and I remember when we, when we came into the league, uh, it was the golden age. I mean, the yeah. 70s, early 80s, uh, we came in at a great time. We did.
2: We uh, went through two strikes, Yeah. 82 and 87. Yeah. That was not fun. But, I mean, I just came from a Hall of Fame luncheon. There were 70 guys there wow. in gold jackets. And I'm, I'm listening to Jim Brown, and I see Freddie Belitnikoff, and wow. I'm looking at Dave Casper, and I'm looking at uh, Chris Carter and John Randall. And you can go on and on. I go, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. Well, my first legends.
3: year, my rookie year with the Raiders, you talk about Hall of Famers. It was, uh, you know, Ted, uh, 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 Gene Upshaw. Yeah. Uh, you had you had. The, well, the Raiders had a bunch. They, they had they had like the, Ted, Hendricks. Ted Hendricks. Ted yeah. Hendricks was there. Yeah. Lester Hayes. Kenny Stabler. Kenny Stabler. Uh, uh, you know, you just there. Belinikov. Belinikov. Uh, they had, they just had so many guys <laughs> yeah, that were, yeah. that were, you know, were in that later part of the career and won so many championships. I mean, yeah. you talk about guys playing a long time. They played a long time when it was something to play a long time when you're a 38 year old starting in the NFL.
2: Yeah, and and that's the thing I love. I played for three decades, so I played for all three commissioners. Wow. Kenny Stabler was my locker mate in '82. Archie Manning was traded to Houston. His two sons did pretty good in the NFL, didn't Yeah, they? I think you, they did all right. You saw both of those. They were catching my kicks. They were little boys. <laughs> Eli and Peyton were just little boys wow. catching my kicks when they took, came to work with Dad. Wow. I mean, it, And it, now it's, he's it's in son. the Hall of
3: Fame yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's amazing. <laughs> Only totally in the NFL. <coughs> we're talking, what, 361 guys? Is that right?
2: 318 guys 318, in the Hall. 318? 180 wow. living. Wow. Yeah. Golly. That's a good one.
3: Well, uh, you know, more it's so great seeing you. It's been such Good a time. Good to long see you, time. Roman, man.
0: Thanks for having me on, no, you I appreciate You bet. It.
3: And, and tell me before you go, what are what are some of the goals, some of the things that you're doing now that you want to accomplish, some things that you're working on?
0: Well,
2: my family foundation, we're raising money for uh, quality of life programs for kids, uh, specifically Boys and Girls Club. Oh, great. That's a really important uh, club that catches these kids from school till their parents get home. A lot of those come from broken homes to single-parent families. And so we, we, want to, we want to tee it up. The greatest gift we can give the young generation is hope. Yeah. Hope. You're exactly right. Hope that they, they can also live their American dream. Give them an, an education so that it empowers them to do good work for themselves and for others. So I spent a lot of time in the nonprofit. I, st- I spend a lot of time with our military, our Special awesome. Ops soldiers and their families. And uh, I have a company as well. That has a golf event uh, side to it, and uh, I do a lot of public speaking. And I'm here on Radio Row today with Certified Angus Beef. Those are my guys. Yeah, okay. So, yep. So, so So big, big game, big stakes, man. Yeah, Certified Angus Beef. So, what
3: do they need to do to get a little of that?
2: If you go on certifiedangusbeef.com, you can find my recipe and Evander Holyfield's recipe. We're here representing them on Radio Row the last two days. What's your recipe? Mine is a tenderloin. Medium rare with béarnaise sauce, sauce oh, béarnaise. Wow. Oh, I love. Do you like uh, good good steak? Uh,
3: do do I? Do yeah, I who like doesn't? A good steak? Or yeah, you who kidding? doesn't? Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: I learned a lot, man, from Chef Tony. Chef Tony works yeah. with uh, certified Angus beef. I thought you just would take the certified Angus beef, throw it on the grill, and then sear it. You sear it into the oven. Internal temperature, bring it up to one thirty. Take the meat out, tent it with aluminum foil, let it rest. And then you cut into it, and you got a perfect steak. See, I didn't, that, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So, yeah, we're, we're proud of it. All the recipes are on certifiedangusbeef.com. Okay, so, um, you and Ho- works. you,
3: you and the real deal. The real deal, man.
2: He's he's doing a strip. Uh, his recipe is like a New York strip, and yeah. mine's a tenderloin.
3: Yeah, well, it's us so we've one, had he, a blast. He, some guys had to put the steak on their eye after he was done, right? Oh, my
2: goodness. He was the best. Well, he could deliver. He, he could was deliver. the, real, the deal. real deal, right? Oh, yeah, he's great.
3: Morton Anderson, sold-out sports talk. And uh, appreciate it more. Great seeing you. Great seeing you, Roman.
2: Appreciate you, man. Love you, brother. Morton
0: Anderson, right here on Sold Out Sports Talk. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at RomanGabriel3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.